The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to Matthew. I thank you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because you have hidden these things from the wise and the intelligent and have revealed them to infants. Yes, Father, for such was your gracious will. All things have been handed over to me by my Father, and no one knows the Son except the Father, and no one knows the Father except the Son, and any to whom the Son chooses to reveal him. Come to me, all you that are weary and are carrying heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. The Gospel of the Lord. Well, it's wonderful to see you all again. I'm, I, I'm gonna click on someone else's face so I'm not looking at myself. <laughs> um, since I saw you last on these screens, uh, uh, your rector has had her baby and I understand it was seven pounds and 19 ounces. So this is hardly a preemie. So thanks be to God for that and uh, blessings to Elizabeth and her family. And I join all of you in your joy, I know. Well, welcome to this feast day of St. Francis. I heard a great story about uh, a woman the other day who said that she, she said this, I accidentally stepped on my husband's foot. Sorry, I accidentally stepped on my dog's paw. Oh my God, I'm so, so sorry. Are you okay, honey? I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to hurt you, you're the best. I love you so much. So I want you all for just a few seconds, uh, you can't unmute yourself, but I want you, you, you to say something to your animal and use the tone of voice you use with your animal. Okay, everybody all together. Macaroni, my little macaroni. Uh, my husband knows I don't ever use that tone of voice with him. And I never will. Well, the last time I shared this worth wor worship time with you all, there was a deep and heavy smoke engulfing us all. Mercer Island, Vashon Island, the whole Puget Sound region. And little did we know that Sunday when they told us that Monday it would clear, that we had days and days to come of more and heavier smoke. Finally, the smoke cleared, but then to no surprise to any of us, we had a little more this week. Thanks be to God, it wasn't anywhere as near as much as before. And we continue to keep Oregon and California and parts of our own uh, state and their people and animals in our prayers. We also all just learned the day before yesterday of President Trump's and Melania Trump's COVID diagnosis. Every Sunday of the church year, we pray both for the nation and for national leaders, and we pray for our president by name. And so we will today. I don't know about you, but I am weary. I am brain weary, heart weary, soul weary. 
And it's not a physical tiredness. Physical tiredness is usually a good thing and ultimately rejuvenating. But this is a deeper weariness and new in these last months. There is such a constellation of social unrest and racial, trans, racial tensions and traumas, pandemic, climate catastrophe across the nation. <clears throat> and it leaves us, as Jesus said, heavily laden. But Jesus also says, come to me, those of you who are heavily laden, and I will give you rest. I will give you something that you need. For everyone I know, myself included, one of the great ways that Jesus gives me rest, one of the great and chief medicinal remedies for being deeply wearied is to connect with nature, to hang out in God's creation. Hearing a breeze quicken rosy leaves under your feet. Crunch, crunch, and crunch, crunch again to taste an apple just seconds ago growing on a tree branch. The tender licks from our dog, Max, who even at 14 and stone deaf, when I walk in the door, once he figures out I'm there, <laughs> he's so happy to see me. So all these are little stories of, for me, being touched and refreshed by God's creation just in the last day. So on this St. Francis Day, when we bless your animals, there are, I know, a story between each, behind each of the animals that you bring, either by photograph or literally. Max is not going to come. He's so asleep. He will not want to get woken up. I remember, I think uh, it was 1994, one of my first uh, St. Francis celebrations with you all. Uh, we were out there in the garden. It was a great, glorious fall day and people brought their cats and dogs and I think one or two rodents of some kind. And then toward the end, uh, a little child uh, came up and she had a baggie. It was a Ziploc bag with a goldfish in it. Uh, never before or since has someone brought a goldfish uh, to be blessed. So that's one of my many vivid memories of you all. Uh, that child is probably a graduate student by now. Um, some of you may know that this tradition of blessing the animals uh, in the Episcopal Church in our uh, denomination in our country began in the 80s at the Cathedral of St. John the Divine. I'm just curious, raise your hand if any of you have been to that service or know of it. Okay, so Dean James Parks Morgan, Morton, one of the real leaders in environmental ministry, uh, started uh, having this service at the cathedral with the great vision of having a procession of the creatures come through, starting with an amoeba <laughs> and ending with an Asian elephant. And I happened to be there um, actually the year that we founded Earth Ministry and to be at that service watching that long procession, including all kinds of four-footed things and hawks, and then ending with this massive Asian elephant uh, brought tears to my eyes. Uh, so as Episcopalians in this country, we are part of that tradition and it has become widespread. So for St. Francis, everything 
on this blue-green planet of ours is a revelation of divine love and each being a reflection of God. For Francis, the bird, the lamb, and even the feared and despised wolf, perhaps especially the feared and despised wolf, were brother or sister. Even the sun and the moon were brother and sister. The wind was brother, sister was fi fire, was sister. So everything incarnate uh, um, was and is of God. For how could anything that we see, hear, touch, smell be anything but of God? And so we who uh, enjoy, most of us, companion animals, uh, they are not only revelations of the divine, but they are also what we call family, the way St. Francis called brother and sister of his creatures. Uh, I don't call my dog Max an it. Uh, my guess is that any animals that you bring today or ones you remember from a few days ago, or for most of us, we have memories of childhood animals. They were not it's. There's no such thing as an it in an animal that you know and love, an animal that loves you back. Uh, and some of us perhaps have had uh, encounters with wild animals. So any of you, raise your hand if you've had an encounter with what we would call a wild animal. It might have been a crow or a deer or uh, any number of uh, marine mammals. Um, those can be even more powerful encounters where you know these creatures um, as individuals. They are not simply a species, uh, but they are individuals. Um, and when we can encounter a, a creature who's wild, who's not been domesticated for thousands of years to serve human needs, it feels even more like a profound gift, that wildness um, that is of God. Um, even at 14, some of Max's wildness can come out if a squirrel comes in front of him, even as arthritic as he is, he will take off and of course be sore the rest of the day. Uh, so that wildness, even in our domestic animals, it's never far from the surface. So this feast day reminds us to think and give thanks for, not just our companion animals, but all beings, all creation as a gift from God. Creation as kin, whom we both rely upon and without whose flourishing uh, we will perish, but it is also a gift, the beauty of a hummingbird uh, at my feeder. I happen to remember, I wish I could remember their name, but there was a couple when I was at Emmanuel for those wonderful 10 years who were well into their 80s, which when I was 30 something seemed very old and now it doesn't seem very old at all. But they'd lived in the same house, um, for decades and decades and decades. And they were very well aware uh, that they were not gonna live forever. And I said something like, well, what will you most miss about this house? 
And she said, by the way, she was a big M's fan. So maybe this is a clue for some of you to identify this couple. She said, and he agreed, we will miss the hummingbirds. Hmm. And I'd noticed that the whole house probably had 10 hummingbird feeders around it. And they said, we've been feeding these hummingbirds for 40 years. <laughs> That's one of my abiding memories of uh, the many people at Emmanuel. I love that sense of relationship with a creature you will never touch, you will never own, um, you will never control, it will never serve you, you will never eat it, it will not pull your plow, but it is beautiful. It is absolutely beautiful. And so the beauty of God's creation, especially at this time of um, so much loss and uncertainty and grief is a particular uh, gift now. And so perhaps an alternate name for this service might, instead of the blessing of the animals, be the blessing of the humans. So when I uh, offer prayers for your, for your animals, I hope you will uh, remember how much they are blessing you um, and are giving you a tremendous gift of God's love. And when you give and receive love from an animal, you are given receiving love from God. And I will close the homily with this wonderful prayer from uh, the fourth century, Gregory of Natsias and uh, one of the church so-called fathers. So this sense of, of, of creation as a divine gift and a divine revelation uh, goes back way before Francis, uh, way before Francis. And so here it is. Prayer to God. You alone are unutterable from the time you created all things that can be spoken of. You alone are unknowable from the time you created all things that can be known. All things cry out about you, those which speak and those which cannot speak. All things honor you, those which think and those which cannot think. For there is one longing, one groaning that all things have for you. All things pray to you that comprehend your plan and offer you a silent hymn. In you, the one, all things abide and all things endlessly run to you who art the end of all. Amen. So we continue now with the uh, blessing of the animals and I will do these opening words and opening prayer and I invite you um, uh, to bring your animal or a photograph of your animal and uh, we will say a blessing for all things bright and beautiful that are by our side. Uh, the animals we have loved and buried, the animals that blessed our childhood the animals that we watched play with our children and our grandchildren and a blessing for the wild things that fly around our house and that we glimpse from time to time. Bless the Lord, all you his creatures and forget not all his benefits. Let us pray. Oh God, you have made us and all living things. You are even more wonderful than that which you have made. We thank you for giving us these companion animals who bring us joy. As you take care of us, 
We also ask your help that we might take care of those who trust us to look after them. By doing this, we share in your own love for all creation. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.